The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to Yeah, It's That Bad. My name is Joel. And I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. This is the show that looks at supposedly bad movies and asks the question, is it really that bad? What that boils down to is that we look at movies that are rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, and reevaluate that score. Is it really that low? Tonight's movie is 2011's In Time, directed by Andrew Nichol, starring Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried, Killian Murphy, Olivia Wilde, Alex Pettifer, Vincent Carthizer, and Johnny Galecki. In Time is a 2011 dystopian science fiction thriller film. This film currently holds a 39% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to plot synopsis. In the not-too-distant future, the aging gene has been switched off. To avoid overpopulation, time has become the currency and the way people pay for luxuries and necessities. The rich can live forever, while the rest try to negotiate for their immortality. A poor young man comes into a fortune of time, though too late to help keep his mother from dying. He ends up on the run from a police force known as the Time Keepers. Welcome to our first bonus episode. Okay, so this is our first attempt at seeing a movie that's actually in the theaters. So we all took notes in the dark. A bunch of Roger Eberts. Yeah, so just so people know, if they're wondering where this episode lies in the Yeah, It's That Bad timeline, <laughs> this falls right after Tron Legacy, right before Transformers 2. Alright, so let me give you guys a brief history of In Time. In Time, previously titled Now and Immortal but spelled I'm I apostrophe M period mortal. So Immortal or I'm mortal. That's the biggest, that is the worst name for a movie I've ever heard. That's horrible. Look how it's spelled so you can actually see it. Oh my God, that's horrendous. See, that, that's what I always knew this movie as, as Immortal. Like I was waiting for this to come out under the name of Immortal. I'm assuming for two reasons they didn't do it. The Immortals One, is... Yeah, Immortals just came out. Right. And two, people are, are dumb. They're going to be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> people are foolish bovine. Yeah. They're just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that it, it was probably, I mean, but in time is generic as hell. At least like I'm mortal is clever. Right. Okay. Anyway, it was written and directed by Andrew Nichol, Amanda Seyfried, Justin Timberlake, Olivia Wilde, and Vincent Carthizer also appeared together in Alpha Dog. On September 15th, 2011, according to The Hollywood Reporter, a suit was filed by attorneys on behalf of speculative fiction writer Harlan Ellison that the plot of the movie was based on his award-winning 1965 short story, Repent, Harlequin, said the TikTok man. The suit, naming New Regency and director Andrew Nichol, as well as a number of anonymous John Doe's, appears to base its claim on the similarity that both the completed film, along with Ellison's story, concern a dystopian future in which people have a set amount of time to live, which can be revoked, given certain pertaining circumstances by a recognized authority known as a timekeeper. Initially, the suit demanded an injunction against the film's release. However, However, Ellison ultimately settled for the addition of his name to the film's credits. The film opened in third place behind Puss in Boots and Paranormal Activity 3. The movie has currently made how much worldwide? 40 million. As of today, now it's in 50 million. Kevin wins! Yes! God damn you, Kevin. That's like oh, three or four. Winner, winner, oh. chicken finger man dinner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's made $63 million thus far worldwide. Is that up to date today? As of... I printed this <laughs> last night. I mean, as far as Hollywood literally stealing from books or comic books or, you know, previously 
actually made movies. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that's absolutely accurate. They, <laughs> they actually probably just like read this and started writing yes. the screenplay. They're like, this would be a good movie. I <laughs> hope this dude got more like, than just his name. Yeah, because that's that's messed up. It's like their their time could get taken away by people called timekeepers. They're like, what do we call the police? Let's call them timekeepers. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I don't. I, I'm assuming you guys don't know who Harlan Ellison is. You ever heard of him? No. no. He is a big shot in the world of sci-fi. Like <laughs> that's like stealing from like Asimov or something. Are you serious? <laughs> no one will notice this. <laughs> this movie, we'll call it iRobot. <laughs> Asimov will never know. All right, so in time. So the movie starts off with Justin Timberlake doing his little narration. About- with a black and white. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So this movie starts off in a 1930s in a cold open with Dragon Ball. Can we please not do this anymore? <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> no more. <laughs> the ghost of Steven Sobers <laughs> just haunting us. <laughs> we finished like all of his movies, but we're still gonna keep them with us. <laughs> with Welcome a black to, and white cold open. Welcome <laughs> to episode six of the Steven Sobers experience. <laughs> <laughs> he is an auteur like no other. <laughs> I thought that he made a great creative decision going with a black and white cold open like this. I haven't seen it before. <laughs> uh, is the Asiatic Sea in this movie? <laughs> Justin Timberlake's face shone down on us after he died at the end of the movie. All right, enough. Then to say, I've never seen the sea before. <laughs> as, as, a, her face. As, as Olivia Wilde got on a raft and paddled across <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see if I can decipher my notes here. These look like the scribbles of a madman. <laughs> <laughs> this movie starts off with a narration by Justin Timberlake. He's telling us about this world where people live only to be 25. And we they kind of show it to us where, like, when you're a kid, it's it's always at zero. But then right. the instant you turn 25, you get like, this shock of pain and the clock starts running. It's interesting. It's almost like they activate a pacemaker that allows your heart to beat. Mm-hmm. And that timekeeping mechanism lets the pacemaker run. And once it runs out, whatever's keeping your heart beating stops. I wonder what would happen if, if you cut someone's arm off in this world. I want to say that the display on their arm is just that. It's just a display. Yeah, they, they just... It's, it's put, in the, it's in the blood. It's in counting in the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting. I liked in the, in the little intro that he, he kind of says, like, I, I don't have time to worry about how this happened or why it happened. Oh, like how the society got to yeah, be this way? Yeah, which I'm fine with that. Fine, put, put that in the opening. We're, we're not going to go into how this ridiculous scenario <laughs> came into being because any explanation I don't think would do it justice, right? You could poke holes in it nonstop. So just say, I don't have time to worry about this. You know what this movie reminds me? of Daybreakers. Why? Because it started out great and just shit the bed at the end? No, because of like, they built this really cool society. Right. As opposed to like building a world like <laughs> Tron. In Daybreakers, they actually built like a society from scratch, which I thought was really cool and interesting. Yet again, just like Tron, it didn't really cut the mustard. But I mean, Tron is just an environment. This is an entire society. Yes, I know. This this goes a step further and that made it made it even worse for me. Like it really hurt. Alright, so we meet Justin Timberlake. He's 25 years old, but I guess he's really 28, right? Yeah. And his mama who is Olivia Wilde. She's 50, but guess what, guys? In real life, Olivia Wilde is younger than Justin Timberlake. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. So he's got this smoking hot mom, super MILF, <laughs> Olivia Wilde. I can't disagree with you. She is the super MILF. Yeah, MILF of the millennium. <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Yeah, that's his mom. She's 50 years old. They're living day to day, paycheck to paycheck, right? Like, in their world, time is money, literally, so it costs like $4 for a cup of coffee a month to pay the, the rent or whatever. She's like living that. hour to hour. I would cut coffee out of my 
my diet yeah, at definitely. that point. I mean, right? Yeah, I would. Like, coffee's not not a necessity. Not just, to, not to, just like, that, survive. but like, I in a world like this, who would sleep more than six hours? Who would sleep? Here, I'm gonna who, post. Who this. would sleep? Period. I'm, I'm gonna post this. I sleep five and a half hours a night. I know that most people don't do that, and I do pay the price for it in time. But um, to be honest, if time is money, literally, and it's also your quality of life, and it allows you to survive, people probably wouldn't sleep more than five hours, four hours, maybe. I bet you there would be a high market for like five hour energy drinks, things like that to keep you awake all the time. I bet you no one would listen to podcasts. Hell no. <laughs> Not just that, but no one would be going to movies. No, that's for sure. Zero entertainment. Well, for the poor people. For the poor people. Yeah, there would be no entertainment. Only stuff that's like free. Yeah. I think that's just, I think that there would have to be some type of entertainment or else just like society would crumble. Like there has to be something that they have to do to take their, their mind off of this. Well, they can go to the bar and watch a, a sports game or something. Right. For but, free. But, but that doesn't appeal to everybody. There has to be like some general books. They don't, I mean, reading is a very time consuming thing. Hmm. You, so think of it this way though. You're going to buy a book right. or buy a movie ticket. And then you're going to spend, spend all this time, time reading or watching. You're double paying for that. You are. Hmm. So what, what could it be? What could be their thing? It would have to be like an instantaneous, like, all right, you know what they could Prostitution do? Prostitution would be rampant. Absolutely. Prostitution would, would be rampant. If you guys read a book where they, it's, it's another dystopian like society and there's a drug called Soma mm-hmm. in it and they rate people yeah. A plus. Yeah, it's called Brave New World. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have read it. Yep, good they, book. They would, they would probably have some type of drug like that. That's an instantaneous gratification. Anything, as far as instantaneous gratification goes, I think there would be a big market for that mm-hmm. because that doesn't take time and then you just pay for it. I can't think of anything in our society that would be entertainment. Like, everything takes time. Like, video right. games, forget it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to see a, a movie, a, a play, show, hanging out with your friends, exchanging. Well, that's free. Hanging out with your friends is free. So but, it t- but it takes time, so it's not free. Nothing Nothing's free. free. Nothing's free, Joel. So okay. hmm. you have to think of it like that. Like walking down the street costs you money. money yeah. Brushing your teeth. So it's a lose lose. You can't do anything. Money. Exactly. That's... You'd have to do everything hyper efficiently. Yeah. That's why this movie is so interesting to me. Like no matter what you do, you're spending money. It's it's how you spend it that I guess determines your success. But they created a system to keep you from being successful. Like successful. Okay. So this this is as good as time as any to, to bring this up. You mentioned earlier it's tw- year twenty one sixty one that this took place. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, this movie takes place in the year 2151 or 56? Whatever. 2156. Yeah. But I don't remember them ever saying it in the movie. They the whole did. time. I don't remember them saying it either. I assumed this was another dimension. Really? I did not see this as our future. I, 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 couldn't, I didn't go there. I could not see how this possibly could be in our future as we exist now. Okay. They're driving around in cars that are out of date today. Those styles. Yeah. Some right? styles are timeless. Come on. Well, that's the director. That, no, like, no, like Gattaca. That's, that's, that's another thing. This director makes stylistic choices that overpower every movie yeah. he makes. Like, Gattaca's a great example, and the exact same thing is happening in this movie. The cars look almost identical to the cars in Gattaca. There was just certain things that throughout the movie just struck me as, there's no way that 150 years from now that's what things would look like. So I just jumped to, this is another dimension, an alternate reality or something like that. Alright. Yeah, fair. Is that easier? Is I the only one buy? that went there? I mean, that, that's possible as well. I mean, I, it's I, just the future of their dimension. Yeah, I guess so. But. I pictured it, the future of our world. Okay, I was just curious. I kind of agree with you. I never saw this as the future either. I, I agree with Kevin. I did just saw it as like a, this is just a sci-fi world, you know. If I this isn't our plan. I mean, if I sit down and think about it, I don't see our society getting there. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense for us the way that we're going at this rate with, with you know, we are the 99%. I mean, come on. Yeah, all right. Let's not get... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we follow Justin Timberlake going through his day-to-day. Like, he's paying four days or, you know, he pays like four, four minutes, minutes for, for a coffee. coffee. When it was and three the, days the day before. Yeah, it was three minutes yesterday 
yesterday. Like the price keeps going up. That's that's quite a price hike, by the way. Imagine yeah. paying three dollars for coffee one day and then coming in the next day $4. and it's four dollars. And it's not like you can go somewhere else where it's cheaper. That's like a government mandate. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything like that? It's Gag- hyperinflation. Brazil saw it. Anyway, so fast forward later on, uh, Justin Timberlake is in a bar hanging with his drunk buddy, trying to drink his troubles away. And there's a very rich man at the bar. He's got a hundred years on his clock. He's got a century. So he's very wealthy. And he's buying drinks for everybody, flashing his cash. He's he's wealthy in this time zone. This world is split up into zones where your the amount of time that you have determines where you live and where you can be and where it's safe for you to be. I like that. That, that was clever. Yep. Very clever idea. But the time zones are split up by roadblocks, which I thought was inefficient. Like, why can't I just walk into another time zone? <laughs> like, I can walk around the roadblock. <laughs> I also wondered where the people in the in servants in the richest zone, do they still live in the rich zone or do they have to go back over the border? They have to live in the rich zone because they wouldn't have enough time to get back and forth. Right? Mm. So there's there's already poor people in the rich zone. Are they poor or are they relatively poor? I think it's more of like a relative thing. Mm. All right. Okay, so these gangsters show up. They want to kill the rich man and take his hundred years. But Justin Timberlake intervenes and saves his life. By going to the bathroom. Yeah, they go to the potty together. <laughs> and later on, when they're hiding out, the rich man reveals the deep, dark secret of society that for a few to live forever, many must die. Did That's it bother, the inequality. In this scene, did it bother anybody else that they're in a dilapidated, broke down factory that's been abandoned and there is a phenomenally nice leather seat in there? Wow, I didn't even think about that. It is really nice. What is it doing there? Yeah, that was a nice little setup. Yeah, I guess it was a furniture warehouse. Like what? <laughs> and they left this one chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like brand new and it looks phenomenal. They didn't have it's enough like time to get it. The finest leather and then everything, like the windows are broken, <laughs> like there's grime everywhere. Okay, so when Justin Timberlake <laughs> goes to sleep, the rich man decides to give Justin Timberlake his time. He leaves him a little note on the window, says, don't waste my time. And he goes to the bridge and he dies and he collapses. Justin Timberlake goes to get him and then the cops see him on the surveillance camera and he becomes a fugitive and he takes off. At this point, it struck me as odd. I was wondering why more people didn't do this. Like there is maybe a finite amount of time that somebody would want to live. I mean, it happens today where people are 100 years old and they're just waiting. Essentially, they're ready to die. Yeah, but this is a world where everybody is 25. They're all healthy and fit. You're thinking that they're ready to die because they're decrepit bored. and old or bored? Yeah. Or do you think it's, that they're ready a big, to die? There's a big difference of like being a shriveled up old man in so hospital. You're, so bed. you're saying it's life quality that makes them want to die yeah. and yes. not just them existing that makes them want to die for an extended period of time. I mean, it's, it's like vampires, right? Don't meet the vampires. Well, not just that, but like, how, about, how about this concept? How about this? Let's say you were immortal. Today, you were immortal, right? Right. Like you were the Highlander or something. You'd have to deal with the fact that all your friends would die because they're immortal. Mm-hmm. The rich people don't have to deal with that because everybody they know is still rich. And so then I want to ask the question, why does this guy want to die? He has no motivation. Joel, can you imagine we'd be friends forever? For life. You guys already are. Hello, welcome to episode 7,000 of... <laughs> 8 million. Yeah, tonight's movie, Transformers 50. <laughs> Starring Shia LaBeouf Jr. Shia Jr. 17. Directed by... Michael Baytron. It's just like... Transform his consciousness into a computer. The formula is perfected. It's like Big Blue from IBM. It's just like the Michael Bay's is like a big box. Not enough titties. More explosions. Not enough racial epitaphs. 
Olivia Wilde, uh, Justin Timberlake's mom, she goes to pay the rent or whatever, and, and it costs her like a huge amount of time right. for her to pay the rent. So she's only got an hour and a half left to live. And she goes to take the bus to meet her son, but the bus driver's like, sorry, bro, it's two hours now, right? You would think that there would yeah. be like way more violent crime on that bus if they jacked it up double the price. Yeah, it was, it was one hour the day before. Yeah. And then it's two hours the next two? day? That's double the time. Yeah. You'd think that there'd be an enormous amount of violent crime. Yeah. Good point. Civil unrest. Exactly. And um, Olivia Wilde is like, what the hell am I going to do? I only have an hour and a half. And he goes, you better start walking. But it's a two hour walk. It's like, better run, bro. Slams the door and takes off. It's pretty cold, heartless world they're living in here. I would have played a Michael J. Fox and got on my skateboard and held onto the back of the bus. <laughs> I mean, I guess that bus driver deals with people saying that all the time, right? You think it's like an enormous desensitization. Yeah, I mean, daily, he probably has people on his bus that have less than an hour to live. How would you feel walking around with dead bodies dropping everywhere? Because that's essentially what they're living with day to day, right? Yeah. Yeah, they show these corpses on the ground. They just plop over dead. Nobody seems to really, they don't really make a big fuss. No one one even cares. They they just step over them. You see it enough. It just becomes an everyday thing. Hmm. Okay. So Olivia Wilde needs to run to meet JT. And Justin Timberlake is like, hey, where's my mom? It's uh, She's late. So he runs after her. Where's my super hot mom? Yeah, where's my smoking hot mama? He chases after her. <laughs> he runs towards her. Mommy. Uh, Oedipus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when they, they finally meet in this dark, dirty alley, right? <laughs> this is a, a poor <laughs> setup. On a street. <laughs> they meet in a street, not a dark, secluded alley. That's how I remember. Remember it. Sex each other. Yes. They they have like a semi-romantic embrace where they kind of like grab each other. Yeah, yeah. So she's running towards him so so that he can transfer like a couple minutes. Right, so right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't get there in time. She her heart just explodes and she's like, oh, and, and like flies towards him. And when he catches her, she's dead. What this is the most emotional thing in this movie. What'd you think of it? I didn't get a lot of emotion from it. I got a lot more questions than emotions from it. At this point in the movie, I was wondering how they transfer time to each other. Is it some thought-based process? I loved this scene. So did I. That was fantastic. Right when this happened, I said to myself and wrote down, if this was a short film and this ended right now, it'd be amazing. Mm. I mean, there's a whole story arc in that first, what, 15 minutes yeah. of that movie? That would have concluded right there. That would have been brilliant, I thought. That's a really good point. And would you have concluded it at their embrace or at him wanting revenge? At the embrace. At the embrace? Without us knowing if she made it in, nice. in time. That's quite a oh. That's so- Oh, that's quite a cliffhanger. I love this scene. I thought there was a lot of tension there. Yeah. The way they shot it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. I loved it. My and heart I, was racing. So was that. And I actually felt it. Like when she died, I was like, oh man, that, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I also like the whole metaphor that the cost of living is so high that it literally killed her. Like paying the bills literally killed her. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel every week. Yeah, that's I, I like that. That's a good metaphor. Yeah, so this is it. Justin Timberlake says enough is enough. And he has nothing holding him back anymore. So he decides to leave the ghetto and go join the upper crust. Live the high life. Top of the pie. They live in the Miller high life. Cream of the crop. He gets a limo and I actually like this scene a lot when he's crossing the time zones Mm -hmm. because it costs like a month or something, right? To go from like zone to zone. Yeah. Yeah. It just keeps going up and up. Like they really designed this system to keep people down. Like Mm -hmm. you cannot move up. Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. At one point I think to just... Oh, it costs a year to get in. Yeah, just to get into New Greenwich it costs a year. Yeah. A year of your life. Alright, so the moment he gets to New Greenwich it's like the, the, the rich part of the city. That's what it looked like to me, like the rich part of New York or something. Yeah. And he gets to New Greenwich and the moment he's there, instinctually he starts running to his next location. Mm -hmm. Like he's going to go get some food and he starts running. But then he realizes, he's like, wait a minute, I don't have to run anymore, right? And this is how Amanda 
Seyfried knows that he's not a rich guy. Like she sees him running because rich people don't run. Rich people don't do anything fast at all. And this gets reinforced later when uh, JT's eating lunch or breakfast or whatever at a restaurant. And the woman's like, you're not from around here. It's like, oh, how do you know that? Because you eat way too fast. What do you think of this kind of thing? I enjoyed it. I, I like that subtlety mm-hmm. to, very his, clever. to his behavior. I thought very, it was clever. Very, very clever. Yeah. I also like his comeback. Yeah. You do things too fast. Not everything. Oh. Yeah, he was, he was, he was going to, yeah, he was going for it. She wrote her number on. There must not be much foreplay in the in time universe. What do you think of that? Only, only the rich can afford foreplay. In, 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 in New Greenwich, it's a day long. <laughs> in the ghetto, no foreplay. In yeah. New Greenwich, day long foreplay. <laughs> All right, so JT decides to go gamble because apparently he's a crack card shark or something. I, I don't remember that being mentioned earlier in the film, no. but apparently he's the world's greatest poker player. Yeah, he's on the... Uh, he's in the World Series yeah, of Poker. Yeah, he's the World Series of Poker. He put on his hoodie and his reflective glasses and he went into this establishment. Yeah, he, and he had his uh, PSP on him and he was just like playing on the side while he played World Series of Poker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they go into this establishment, and it costs, like, a huge amount of money just to play poker there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a decade or something? What was it? Uh, yeah, something Yeah, like and then he asked, what's the limit, or what's the buy-in? Mm-hmm. And they're like, there is no limit, so you could literally gamble everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is where we meet uh, Amanda Seyfried's father, and he's this super rich old man. Like, when they show his clock, he has, like, an insane amount of time on yeah. it. And uh, when they're gambling, he gambles, like, a thousand years or something, right? Like, some insane amount. Mm-hmm. Right. So, JT goes all in. And he has, like, a minute left or something, right? Not even. Not even. He has, like, eight seconds left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he calls the guy's bluff, and he beats him with only, like, three seconds to spare or something. It's crazy. I don't like poker scenes in movies. <laughs> Casino Royale, that movie sucks. Remember when we oh, saw that together? Like, when he poured salt into his water and puked? Because there's, like, there's, like, a 50-minute poker sequence in that. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. This is boring. But this, this is exciting. This is a very, the stakes were very... Very, very high. In Casino Royale, they had to poison James Bond to make it exciting. To make poker exciting, they had to kill or poison James Bond. In this, the stakes are pretty high. Yeah, I also like this line where the uh, the dad says that the society that they live in is just Darwinian capitalism. Mm. What's your take on this? Isn't it a... What's the point of that? I think that it cuts... <laughs> <laughs> Darwinian Catholic. It's, it's redundant. <laughs> Darwinian capitalism. It's Darwinian survival of the <laughs> fittest. <laughs> yeah, what is that? What does that? What, what does that mean? I think essentially what this movie was trying to do was cut out the middleman, which is the abstract idea of a monetary system. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jonathan, uh, I keep wanting to say JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, <laughs> Justin JT, Justin so Timberlake, four foot eleven inch JTT. <laughs> yeah, Tim the Toolman Taylor walks in, and so now Justin Timberlake has eleven hundred years. Like he won big in this gamble, right? Huge. Pretty big. So he's living on Easy Street now. And there's this great line here where uh, Amanda Seyfried's dad looks over at her and she goes, she's beautiful, isn't she? But it's very confusing this time we live in. It's like, is she my wife? Is she my daughter? My grandmother? Who knows, right? I like that. That's really cool. That's how very would you, clever. How would you pair yourself off with somebody? Because obviously your experience in your life would dictate who you would be with, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, I don't want to be a 25-year-old dating a 180-year-old. And, and, and the 180-year-old wants nothing to do with with me, I'm sure. You're like, what's it gonna matter? Because like, everyone's good looking. It matters in the way that you perceive the world around you. Like how smart you are and the things you Emotional maturity would be the thing that would cause people to pair off or not pair off. Absolutely. It would deal with ultimately with people that have died.
outside. But in New Greenwich, that doesn't exist. So how do these people grow as human beings? They they don't suffer. That's a good point. They're stagnating. There's, is, there's, that's there's, what, there's almost no suffering in New Greenwich. How do they grow? That's what Amanda Seyfried says. Like, she's living, like, cloistered in this sheltered life. So they go to this party at the dad's house. And I loved this. When, he, when they go to the dad's house and he's like, here is my wife, my daughter, and my stepmother. And there's just these 25-year-old girls standing there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That was so cool. Yep. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a tad sexist. They only showed that with women, like there was something that could be bought or like earned or whatever, whereas nothing comparatively happened with the guys. Next up, we have a scene ripped straight out of Gattaca in this movie where Justin Timberlake takes Amanda Seyfried and they go swimming in the ocean. And of course, Jessica Gattaca, the stronger of the two, is able to swim out farther than the other and the other one turns back and I like stuff. the way that this scene looks. So I did the, I. I thought yep. the lighting was awesome. Amazing. It was yep. awesome. Amazing. Like they're and in they, this dark water and, this and there's the, the, the light green from glow. there from their arms. Oh, it looks so good. And the way that they had the fog coming off the water a little bit. Oh, it looks so good. They shot this really, really well. I yep. was very impressed. This this scene out of all the scenes in this movie visually was impressive to me. All right. So Killian Murphy shows up. He tracks down Justin Timberlake and they confiscate his time. And then this is the breaking point. I think the movie has stopped being a smart kind of social commentary thing mm -hmm. and will soon devolve into a chase movie. Which I'm Slash not... heist movie, I guess? Yeah. It, it devolves into something that is a little bit between I'm going to say it now, Robin Hood and Bonnie and Clyde. It's kind of like a they tried to mash those two ideas together. Mm -hmm. Well, he escapes, he kidnaps Amanda Seyfried, they go into their car and they go in this pretty good car chase sequence. I liked it. Like, he goes in reverse and does this crazy Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, he's a phenomenal driver, though he has never driven before and they make that a point. Yes, he's he's like a world class stuntman. He's never been in a car <laughs> but, before. But like they're like, how do you know how to drive? He's like, it's not. <laughs> he says right. something to the to, to the effect of, it's not that complicated. Yeah, well, I failed my driver's test when I took it the first time. So I, I guess a guy who's never seen a car before at age twenty eight, no problem. Yeah, sure. Car crash. Oh, all right. So they're driving around in their car. They're running out of time, and the gangsters set up a booby trap, blows up their car, and the car kind of flips over and lands. I almost laughed out loud. <laughs> I, like, I, I contained myself because I swear to God, this effect looked like a toy car. It was A Hot Wheels car was like flipped over. What yeah, do you guys think it, of that? It, it, it definitely was, it was, uh, poor. Was, was pretty poor. And it was just another one of those things where the characters are driving in a convertible. <laughs> the thing flies off the road, turns over like 25 times in the air, and then oh, miraculously lands like just perfectly on its wheels so that no one's hurt. I, I have a question. Of all the movies that we've reviewed, how many cars have flipped over into these Los Angeles water. <laughs> oh my god, I was thinking that we were watching this movie. Like, I'm, like, like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, 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 does I, Hollywood own one of these? <laughs> like, Can like, they just use it whenever they want? Because like, we had just seen Drive. Yep. And, and, and that the just, whole thing, like yeah, a lot yeah, of that, that movie takes place in that. Yeah, so I, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of movies lately where they're going to the reservoir. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a cool location. It's a really cool location. It's a, You know what? It's a futuristic looking location because there's, there's no buildings around that would let you know when it's happening. Yeah, and then yeah. the Terminator burst <laughs> yeah, over the bridge yeah, and landed on the so <laughs> the other thing that bothered me about this scene is this would kill anyone. No one would survive this crash. No. So that begs the question, are these people trying to steal their time? I mean, if you die, you can't take it, right? No, they show that when someone dies, that the clock just, just shuts off. off. So once the person's dead, it's kind of like their money disappears. Yeah, but the gangsters show up. They steal Amanda Seyfried's time. So she only has like 30 minutes left and they're on the run to get more time. All right. So. This is a the first point in the movie where somebody from New Greenwich, I think, has like this moment 
moment where they realize how everybody else lives in their world. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've never had, you know, so little time on my watch before. And she kind of like, has like a mini panic attack. Yep. I thought that that was pretty cool. I was yeah, like, I mean, just think of, of psychologically what that would do to someone. To like literally, like that's the first time in her life that her life was literally ticking down. Yeah. Everybody else in the ghetto is used to that. They didn't explore that at all. She's never experienced that before. And I thought that that was like uh, something that they could have went further with and it would have been interesting. To she see. didn't really panic. She, she was kind of a worried and nervous, but she should have been freaking out, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say she was in shock. I mean, well, she, she definitely was in shock at that point. Put it, I'll, I'll put it this way. Me, I, I mean, no one in here has their lives ticking down. None of us are terminally ill, but... Well, my time might be ticking down. What? No, no. I do have my 12-mile race tomorrow. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> oh, you're wallowing in your own chaotic... Insecure delusions. <laughs> yes, another... Okay. So, it would be like one of us all of a sudden having a clock tick on and say, we have 30 minutes left to live unless we get more time. Dad, how how would you guys out. how would you guys react to that? Like your heart would just start racing, right? Like oh my god, like right? Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'd be able to actually like think clearly. No. I'm I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to formulate any type of plan to get more time. Okay, so they orchestrate a bank heist. They rob a time bank. They steal some time dollars and then they, <laughs> just time dollars. Yeah, time money and then, <laughs> time or, cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wrote, time greenbacks. So I, after this, I wrote down a really important note. I wrote down strip poker. Pretty good, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they, they, yeah, they go and they hide out after stealing from the time bank. And they had some strip poker. They play some strip poker. Pretty which sexy. Justin Timberlake wins. This handedly. Th- this entire time, they've been being followed by the timekeepers. Mm-hmm. And I thought what was interesting to note was that the person who's trying to capture them doesn't actually care about his own life, really, as far as like how much time is left. Yeah, the cops are only allotted so much to get so, through the day, so that people would not feel like they could steal from them. But what's interesting is like the person that's in charge, he actually doesn't care about his own life. It's more about keeping everybody else down. Yeah, we later find out that he was from the ghetto and he found a way to move up in the world. That's really interesting and they didn't do anything with it. No. There were so many like really cool ideas in this movie that were just totally thrown away or they didn't have enough time to explore them. It's also around this time that we've heard Killian Murphy refer to Justin Timberlake's father about four or five times. Yeah, the first of many, 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 many times. Which just what his dad. went nowhere. Like, what was the deal with his dad? He was like a fighter of some sort. Yeah, I mean, that. at least they did something there with was the some, fighter part. There was some abstract type of I don't know, almost like a over-the-top kind of arm wrestling Yeah, when they thing kept saying that he was could, a fighter. Where they could flip someone's arm over and take their time. Yeah, I, I kept thinking, like, when they said that he's a fighter, I kept thinking that he was a boxer. Mm-hmm. But that's, 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 that's not what it was, thought. though. No, like, you're, you're right. Like, they arm wrestle and steal each other's time. That's what yeah. fighting is in this society. Which is really strange because I, there's other parts in this movie where they just link hands and you can almost, just by thought alone, allot a very specific amount of time to that person. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to fight somebody... Yeah, why would does, you allow them to take anything from you? Yeah, why that, would... How, how does that how work? Could you, how could you take anything from someone by force? Well, it, it, you have to have the upper hand. Is it like a dominance, like a psychological dominance thing? I don't think so. I think it's just... Literally turn like your arm yeah, over. Yeah, whoever arm has over? their arm on top so if is my, getting time. Whoever is on the bottom is giving it. That's just how it went. So it's the way my, my arm is oriented yes. in reference to the ground? Yeah, sure. It's got a gravity meter on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's an accelerometer in there. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's, all, it's all patented by Apple. <laughs> all right, Steve Jobs last <laughs> last gift. Yeah, so they, <laughs> 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 the future Steve Jobs 
a lot of what he's been building towards from day one. Uh, all, right, all, right, all right, so moving forward, they, they rob a bunch of more banks. Eventually, the, the the gang members, they catch up to them. They want to get some money off of them. And instead of just killing Justin Timberlake right off the bat or, or taking his money by force, he decides to do it the honorable way, and they fight. They have a time fight. Why is he being honorable now after he flipped his car over into a freaking mm-hmm. reservoir ditch? Yeah, and he killed people in cold blood a couple yeah, of years like, before. Yeah, like, how does he have honor? I don't, I don't get this. I just thought... It was arrogance. I mean, the guy thinks he's better than everyone else. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. That actually makes sense. All right. So they had their arm wrestling bout. Why would anyone do this? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the, the fighting. Because it's like playing Russian roulette with another person, knowing one of you's going to die. Yes. At least Russian roulette, there's a chance no one's going to die. It's like playing Russian roulette, but the revolver only has two chambers and they rotate <laughs> back and forth and one of them has a bullet in it. <laughs> <laughs> you're. you're, you're you're signing up for a 50-50 chance you're going to die. Pretty much. In that fight. He didn't really have a choice, but we do we do see earlier in the movie that people are doing it. Like but other people do it. I mean, th- this was a situation where Justin Timberlake was forced into doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we do see, in the background, we see people doing this. Yes. You know for, what's really fun. You know what's really interesting about this, though, is that this scene, no matter how ridiculous the odds are of winning it and then entering into it, it allows for, in my opinion, the coolest, I guess, shootout scene in this entire movie. Yeah. Where he kills all the henchmen in a like a really cool repetitive manner with his gun and then bam he goes over the top yeah he has like a secret gun in his boot and he kills the henchman and then he steals the other guy's time and kills him if no yeah, one's in the movie theater dumb. with me if, if no one is listen if no one was in the movie theater with me I, I would have stood up and started clapping I thought this was dumb but I made a note that said that people in our theater clapped I movies. loved the scene that's great because like you're, you're saying people in your theater clapped if no one else was in there with me I would have stood up and clapped uh, I was like really excited nah, for him I, I wasn't was like, really yeah. down with this I was in to this scene the whole time. Why? I loved it. Why? It's the same uh, my- reason me and Kevin like Top Gun and, <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> it was suspenseful. I mean, I was totally invested in this scene. Same here. Absolutely. I just think the concept is silly. The time fight concept is silly. It wasn't as amazing as like his mom dying. Like that was suspenseful to me. Just that throw, con- throw just the concept dumb. out of the window and just think of him putting everything he has on the line. The poker and- was more exciting than, than this to me. No way. Yeah, this was, was awesome. Was. The, the thing I liked is you knew exactly where it was going to go, right? You knew it was going to happen. He's going to wait till his clock ticks down to almost zero and then flip it. Yeah, that's but a then when move. he pulled the gun, that came out of nowhere. It really did. I did not expect that. And right there, it, I was like, whoa, this is this is awesome <laughs> because I was so sure I knew it was going to happen. Same and they, here. They turned the tables. Because so. they set it up so specifically. They had all these foreshadowing moments mm-hmm. through like, at this point, an hour of the movie yeah. where he's going to flip his hand over and then he just pulls out this secret gun and kills four people in cold blood headshot boom 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 and then flips it and kills the guy I was like this is awesome, awesome. okay alright so let's just fast forward here so they, they rob a bunch of more banks eventually they decide to pull the ultimate heist and they rob from Amanda Seyfried's dad he's got a million time bucks in his safe <laughs> yeah, how, many, how many different terms can you come up from time money <laughs> time euros yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he's got a, a, a million units in his safe. He's got a million chrono dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he steals the money. They steal the money and then they distribute it like Robin Hood style to the poor. Right. Thus making it so there are no more poor people. He completely destroys the system that they live in. The whole time I was watching this movie, I kept thinking about Occupy Wall Street and how like, oh, the, the poor are getting poorer, the rich are getting richer, that kind of thing. Like this movie, it feels like this movie kind of accidentally tapped in on that. I think that that was going on way before Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, these I things think, all just like, I think, came together. I think, I think Occupy Wall Street was probably coming to a head and it was the evolutionary end to whatever was going on with our economic system. Yeah, it's interesting how all this stuff just kind of came together at the same time. It is. It is. I, I, it's, it's absolutely a social commentary. I think that it doesn't make sense. I mean... It's just taken to such an extreme level Yeah, where, where, that it's not, where it's everyone not a commentary is, you can get anything out of necessarily like, like take a lesson like, like, away like, from. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to understand what the purpose was of giving everybody, putting them on equal footing. What was the purpose of So that, that no one will have to die needlessly. But it's, it's going to happen irregardless of them giving out the money because the rich people will figure out a way to get the money from them or it's, it's going to happen no matter what. That's just how human nature is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you have enough money, then you can live a natural lifespan. So the like, point let, was, if you had 50 years... What's a natural lifespan? There is no Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So are we going back to where we are now? Like, it's, but for, it's us, for, us, for us in America, okay, we, we live in a first world country and people would argue that between us or Sweden or Japan or Great Britain, our life expectancy is at 82 years, yeah. okay? And that's, okay, compare that to Uganda. What's their life expectancy? I don't know off the top of my head, but I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not 82 years. Well, here's the thing. Like, these people... I mean, there's there's already something like that that, that exists already. It's just there's a middleman of a monetary unit and what we can take as far as resources go. Yeah, but these people that live in the ghetto, they live to be, like, maybe 30. Maybe. If they're lucky. Right. Like, like Olivia Wilde seemed to be, like, an outlier to make yeah. it to 50. Yeah. Okay. So, most of these people, they die, like, at age 27 or something, right? And to say, like, hey, guess what? Here's 40 extra years. That must be huge for them. I guess... What if I was to tell you that there's that there are a lot of third world countries where the life expectancy is maybe 40 years and that's right now. Okay. I guess my main issue was we were never given a big picture view as far as like what resources They showed available. a map but that was about it. Yeah but I mean from a resource standpoint like was the reason that things were starting to cost more because there were too many people and that they has needed to be it. population that, control? That's the only reason why such a thing like this could ever happen right? It, well I mean or was it just I mean they, the way this movie I laid mean, it out it I was mean, almost like the rich people were just greedy and wanted to save up all the time. They actually, they tried to portray that idea, but early on in the movie, it was dismissed for me because he went out and said, there's enough time for everybody, but at the same time, he also said, everybody can't live forever. Where would we put them all? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's um Darwinian bio-digital jazz, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a stupid term. <laughs> Darwinian bio-digital <laughs> jazz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, that's pretty much it. Do you guys have anything else to say about In Time? Uh, no. Okay. Okay, so let's find out what the real critics have to say about this movie. This is Philip K. Dick for Knuckleheads, Stephen Ray, whoa, Philadelphia Inquirer. Whoa, whoa, that is unbelievably harsh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so harsh. What? 
I feel insulted. I'm insulted as well. That's horrible. Okay. Oh, our boy. Here's our boy again. It's a little like Michael Bay's The Island in the way the narrative fails to live up to the promise of its backstory. That's James Berardinelli. Real views. That's that's fair. Okay. And finally, pretty cast, potent premise, piss poor execution. <laughs> Peter piss poor performance <laughs> perpetrated by <laughs> Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Piss poor performance perpetrated by all actors. <laughs> Peter Travers. <laughs> this poor performance perpetrated by performers. <laughs> All right. So there you go. by Peter Travers. Okay, guys, this movie currently holds a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really that bad? No, it's not that bad. That's harsh. I had a really good time watching this movie. I think that the ideas that this movie displayed and allowed me to think about afterwards, it was really entertaining, the ideas that it put forth, the premises that it showed. And for that alone, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. I don't think it's a 30 whatever. What'd you say? It was a 37? 39. I don't think it was a 39. I think that it, it was, I thought it was better than Tron Legacy. I'll put it that much. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, for me, it's definitely not that bad. I am going to, I haven't heard Joel's opinion yet, but I'm going to say I liked it a lot better than the two of you did. I give this a 4 out of 5. Whoa. I I'm, I'm, I'm actually almost at a 4 out of I will out of definitely rewatch this movie in the future. Yeah. It was a fun time. The acting was good. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some silly plot holes and it kind of went off the end towards, you know, off the deep end towards the end there. But um, it was a clever movie and it did some really cool stuff I've never seen before. Okay, I like this movie. I did. I like to support stuff like this, like smart, clever, out of the ordinary premises like this. I'm a sucker for this gimmicky stuff. And this guy in particular, I think he's a good filmmaker and it's worth supporting this guy's work. I would I would even hesitate calling it gimmicky. Being smart as being gimmicky? Well, no, 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 no. Like a high concept premise. Good, good. Yeah, that's, keep, that, that, keep, that's what they keep, are. Keep that stuff coming. And I'm, I'm a sucker for this sort of thing. So I enjoyed this movie a lot, despite the fact that it did have some silly stuff. It's not perfect. It completely goes off the rails, just like Daybreakers did. Like, right, it completely right, right. goes up the deep end. Like it starts off as one kind of movie, then it becomes a different kind of movie. And what it becomes is something that I'm not interested in. Gattaca is like a complete idea. And this is a bunch of ideas trying to get meshed into but, one. But I agree with Kevin. I would definitely watch this movie again. Three out of five. Worth your time. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Yes yeah, That Bad. If you've liked it, you know, send us an email at yesthatbad.com. Let us know if you're interested in hearing us do more of this sort of thing. I also want to say that talking about this movie in particular and talking about it right after we watched it in the theaters was way more enjoyable for me. Than what? Than watching the piece of shit movies we watch every week. <laughs> and then and then talking about it. I, I love talking about high concept movies. Okay. All right, so thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews really help out the show. Head on over to facebook.com slash yeah, it's that bad and click the like button. If you haven't already, well, that's kind of redundant. Otherwise, you would have never heard this. <laughs> yeah, you can also follow us on twitter.com at yeah, it's bad. You can also listen to the show via Stitcher at stitcher.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. Imagine. 
Amanda Seyfried, 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 Seyfried. What's going on here? I, I thought it was Seyfried. I've always, I've been saying it's Seyfried in my head all this time. I'm saying Seyfried. Seyfried? Seyfried? Amanda Seyfried. Say Seyfried. Seabiscuit? Yes. There you go. This girl is all eyes. Like her eyes are like popping out of her head. They like put black eyeliner around her eyes to make it even more popping out of her head. It was insane. Yeah, that made her acting even better. better. What about her hair, Joel? She's like a living anime character. Tell her. What about her hair? Tell us about oh, her God. bangs. What What do you think Good of her Lord. bangs? They, horrible. They They made her look exactly <laughs> like um. She looked just like Olivia Wilde yep. in yep. *Tron Legacy*. Yep. Exactly. She had stupid haircut. Black <laughs> eyeliner on her eyes the whole time. She's just garbage. And, it, and it's ridiculous too because <laughs> she's garbage because she she's has real garbage. She's real yeah. garbage because she has bangs. Because because they cut her hair a certain way, she's garbage. Human roaches <laughs> eating all their own garbage. <laughs> 